we could be way off our game and whatever we say <laughs> is going to be brilliant. Uh, I'm just tweeting this out here. And then, uh, then we can actually focus our humongous minds to the task at hand to just basically yell about the people that bother us and millennials and incompetent people in general. There we go. Oh. How you been? Where have you been? Oh, actually, I, I've been um, I, I've been really busy with work. I've had a lot of things going on the last uh, couple of weeks, so it's uh, uh, <laughs> just uh, you know one of those times, you know, where you get overwhelmed. You know, you know those times where you just uh, dread looking at your uh, inbox and your emails because you're like, oh motherfucker, I just can't deal with this. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, another thing is we're we're not getting younger, and um. I remember when I first started asshole consulting or dance classes or any new uh, entrepreneurial venture and it actually took, you know, like it was awesome. Oh, this is great. You know, you can't, you can't believe, you know, your entrepreneurial gig starts, but like any job or even when you start a new job um, now, it's just like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I could just, sit and golf and sleep all day. Maybe I could just never look at a goddamn email ever again. Uh, yeah. Cause they, they, you know, I'm pretty confident I'd, I'd never be able to retire, but there's days where I, I wake up and log in. You have 20 unread email messages. And what's worse is when they have nothing to do with work. It's just, you know, spam or some kid who didn't follow the instructions the first time along, but yeah, then it, then it gets a little bit texting, but I, I have nowhere near the energy as I did when I was a 22 year old lad. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I, I don't think that necessarily a bad thing. I remember reading that one of the signs of maturity is, is, um, uh, how is it put is, is developing uh, strong preferences for what you like and don't like. Um, so that, that is a sign of maturity, like, you know, what you'll put up with and what you won't put up with and stuff like that. I think that, you know, I mean, as you get older, you get a stronger sense, hopefully, you know, you get a stronger sense of identity of who and what you are and what you stand for and what you put up with. And, and, um, you know, so that, that's not, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, it's just sometimes, you know, with, uh, with work, like, uh, the challenge I had is like, um, the emails that I've been dealing with are like, kind of like email threads where there's lots of different people in the threads and, mm-hmm. and, uh, people don't, uh, uh, read the other responses and stuff like that. And I'm, you know, I'm wanting, I'm wanting to type out you fucking moron. Didn't you see like that question was answered <laughs> through, you know? So, and I'm talking about people, I'm talking about people who are like attorneys and, you know, adults. Yeah. Yeah. People who, yeah. you know, you know um, I mean, like some kid that like, you know, writing, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to make an excuse for the kid writing to asshole consulting, didn't follow the instructions, but I mean, you know, you could say, well, you know, he's a kid, maybe he's a little nervous contacting you or whatever, you know, no, um, they're just stupid. They're, they're just, just stupid. stupid. <laughs> not all of them, of course, but when it's like, Hey, is this right? Like that? Do you want to, you know, imagine old Claire Meister, right? I'm waking up and I'm old. John, John steals of my hearts are old. They've been beating a long ass time. <laughs> we don't like jolts. We don't like surprises, you know, <laughs> it could be, it could be Jennifer Aniston coming out of a birthday cake. That's too much of a surprise for our hearts right now. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. That, 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 that could take so many more. We only have so many beats left, you know? Right. Yeah. So imagine, you know, I wake up, the sleeping pills are kind of wearing off. You're kind of dazed and I get my first shot of coffee in me and I'm, 
my um, eyes are barely awake. And the first email in asshole consulting is, is this why I send the emails? And I immediately go from like a cold <laughs> engine to red, like fucking stupid motherfucking goddamn motherfucker. Cause you know, that's how the day, the day's telling you it's setting the tone. It's setting the tempo for the day. The tempo for the day is Aaron's going to get anally raped today because the first thing, and then my heart goes from like maybe 55 beats a minute up to 150 and it's very stressful. Yeah, yeah, but I think that, like, you know, as we get older, I think that, you know, when you've experienced that several times, it's kind of like, um, you know, you develop some scar tissue, um, mm. you know, hopefully, right? You know, like, you'd say that, like, well, it, I mean, of course, it's annoying, but it's like, well, it's kind of like when you were you're talking before about, like, you know, jumping out and scaring you. Well, if, if you know, like, when you walk by the same person jumps at you all the time, it's not as scary the second, third, fourth time around, you know? So mm-hmm. same thing with, with the, when someone is stupid, you're just like, oh, yeah, here's another moron, you know? I mean, you know. <laughs> my, Mine's more of a philosophical idealism, I guess. I had, I had dinner with the great Matt Baldoni last night. We were talking about this. I did kind of want to talk about this today because it does inevitably lead to YouTube Taco Tuesdays. Um. Matt is, he's no young spring chicken. I think he's 36 or 37. Uh, he's very much a street smart man. He, he was not born with a silver spoon in his mouth. And he was telling me about how he's pissed off that life isn't fair. And I kind of, it's like the needle off the record. Like, wait, 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 what? A veteran like you is pissed off that life isn't fair? And he, he acknowledges that life is not fair. It's never going to be fair. But it still gnaws at him that it isn't. Like, why Why can't it not be fair all the time, but be a little bit more fair? Or the philosophical concept of suffering things that shouldn't be. And and I think a really, truly, truly powerful philosopher, a powerful stoic, cannot let that bother him at some level. But like Matt and me, uh, when something doesn't go right, even though we should be older and wiser, and I know I'm going to get the dipshit kid, like, is this where I send the emails? You know, and and I shouldn't let it bother me, but it you can't ever fully kick out the instinct that it does. Like that, yeah, that natural yeah, I, reaction. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of degree. You know, like, yeah, it's always going to bother you. It's just like how much, you know. Um, uh, but it's interesting that you, which that's kind of a philosophical thing because you're, you're usually uh, – you're usually very like you know to the point bare bones you're not into like um the ethereal kind of philosophical matters normally uh, at least in, in these uh podcasts um but when you're talking about like uh life not being fair uh i, I have an ongoing joke with uh with a friend of mine about uh tom brady you know the quarterback of the patriots you know mm. and we have this joke uh you know fuck tom brady you know um why you know, well you know, because fuck Tom Brady, that's why. Because, like, you know, talk about not being fair. Like, this is a guy that's, like, you know, he won, like, this guy pretty much his whole life is just, like, one lottery ticket after another. Okay. You know, I mean, like, in the sense that, like, he was born, uh, you know, he, he came from this, like, perfect family, you know, loving parents still together, you know, the whole, you know, very supportive uh, you know, genetically, he's, you know, probably the almost as good looking as us. Almost as good. Oh yeah. Yeah. It looks not. Well, yeah, I was, I was going to get to looks, but, but I mean, but physical ability, probably the greatest quarterback of all time. I mean, we could argue right. about that, but you know, he's right. definitely up there. Right. 
Um, uh, he won another Super Bowl the other day. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, he's married to like a fucking supermodel. Um, he's got more money than he could spend in 50 lifetimes. I mean, what the fuck? You know, I mean, it's like how much good shit can happen to one guy? It's His like, penis is probably nine inches flaccid. Yeah, right. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, well, yeah. you know, life is not, you know, you look at Tom Brady. It's like, well, his life isn't, you know, it's like, well, you know, fuck Tom. Why fuck Tom? Because fuck Tom Brady. That's why. Because he's just, it's it, it's too much, too much shit is just go, going his way. He just keeps winning the the lottery and, and, and everything. There's my fucking pizza. Um, but, um, th- you gotta go get your pizza. Yeah, we are. They're, they're, they're going to come to the door, but uh, yeah, cause I didn't oh, know you, you, you delayed this stream on me, buddy. And I've been awake I'm, since I've been awake since 4am. So I'm sorry. We can, uh, we can make it a short one if you'd like. No, it's okay. I'll just, I'll, I can grab the pizza and then come right back. And I you, right, you, go, ahead. go grab the pizza. Oh, okay. Well, he's got to come upstairs and whatever. I'll wait till he comes and he knocks. Um, but um, what was I going to say? No, but I'm just saying, like, you know, back to the point about, you know, like, no, life is not fair. And it's interesting. I was uh, uh, interviewed by someone who um, uh, you might you might know him, Pastor Tom. You might well, at least know. Yeah, him. of course. I know Pastor Tom. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, Pastor Tom. Yeah. Uh, well, he's 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 writing a book um, for uh, for other pastors and, and potential pastors, you know, and. And uh, he was uh, he, he interviewed me, and I was happy to do it for him. He's a very very nice man. Um, but he asked, like, what do you think? One of the very interesting questions he asked me: what do you, What do you think was the most you know important or defining uh, thing about your life? Like that you know whatever. And I basically said my genetics. You know, Irish I, or something or what? I don't, I don't no, no. It. I mean, just just like my personality, like who. Uh, who I am, like, you know, somebody, uh, you know, like what I was trying to explain, it was like, I, I really got to see this up close because uh, I, I've told the story a few times, people. Um, I didn't meet my father until I was 21, right? So when okay. I met him, um, I got to see how much of uh, uh, my personality was a reflection of him. Like it wasn't nurture. It was totally, you know, nature, totally genetics, mm-hmm. you know, like just little, just the way we kind of talked and, you know, weird things like our gestures and uh, I, I can't mannerisms even and the like. And yeah, yeah. Things like that. So that was just like the observables thing. So like, you know, how much else, you know, and then, and then you're talking, of course, things like, you know, your height, your intelligence, things like these are, you know, immutable characteristics that you have no uh, say in, you know. Um, uh, so what does that have to do with luck and Tom Brady, though? Tom Brady's still a bastard. Well, well yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you know, he had all this, you know, but it was how much of Tom, like, no matter how hard I worked at being a, let's say, you know, when starting in high school and then college, you know, I could never be Tom Brady. You know what I mean? You know, I could never have that ability. You would need, in other words, the stars aligned for him on genetics and everything, bio, uh, sociological, socioeconomic, everything aligned for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like right. a lot, just, just every, every sort of lottery ticket you could imagine from genetics to his, pa- you know, all right, hold on. I'll be, I'll be right back. You can talk all about right. something. <laughs> he thinks I'm going to talk about something. I'm not, we're just going to listen to him, get the pizza. I'm okay with radio silence. People in the industry or the biz or not. I'm, I'm perfectly all right with it. Feel bad for keeping them up, though. 
Man, old man Steel's taking a while. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. I hope we're still. No, alive. that's all right. <laughs> Out of curiosity, are you getting up like real early in the morning or something? Is it past your bedtime? Oh uh, well, no. Uh, yesterday was a bad. We got snowed in here in Seattle. Um, I mean, it was, it'd be kind of snow that would make you laugh because you know where mm. you live, it you get white out. But we have hills at like forty degree angles here in Seattle. Oh yeah, and um, we got like I don't know how many. We got like four inches or something like that, which is enough to shut it down because people don't know how to drive here, and it basically uh, shut down the uh, uh, shut everything down and. Um, it was crazy. I had to do a lot of my work from like, a, we had this big board meeting set up. I had to do from conference calls and it was just a nightmare. And, um, I ended up waking up at four and just couldn't go back. You know, I, oh, did, go to, I did go to sleep. I did go to sleep kind of early. I went to sleep at like, um, 10 30 or something. So it wasn't like I was under rested. It was just that I, you know, woke up very, very early. No, no, I just feel bad for delaying it. Now I had to go to that YouTube taco thing. And then I thought, Oh, it'll be eight o'clock by the time. I get back. John's on West Coast time. And I, I didn't know you had like an old man sleeping schedule like that. <laughs> I, I normally don't. I'm usually I'm usually a night owl. Uh, it's just uh, the last few weeks have just been uh, killer to me. I'm feeling my age. I'm, I'm you know, I'm getting old, I guess, you know, whatever it is. Um, but uh, yeah, it was kind of funny because uh, when, it, you know, people when you live in a city where like years can pass before you have snow of any like accumulation, um, people who live here don't know how to drive in it. So it's like, it was awful. Like people were, you know, spinning out and crashing and pretty much, pretty much. Shut oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So do they was, even have like salt trucks or plow trucks out there? Or is it just not worth the expense? Cause it's such a rare event. They do. They retrofit the, uh, they do have them, but the, the problem is, is, uh, uh, <laughs> the, the, the They've gotten better uh, over the years since I've lived here. I mean, it used to be like a complete disaster. Um, but because initially, like, they wouldn't put salt down because they were worried about it hurting the salmon in the water. Like, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah. You got to get Denver's just like that. You might hurt the prairie dogs with the salt. Meanwhile, everyone's killing each other, slipping through intercept. Yes, I understand. Yes. Yeah. So there was one year where they would only put they would only put sand down, you know, and it didn't do any good. And like there was so many accidents and everything. And then eventually they, they got me. Now they're putting uh, salt down because there was, you know, such a, a backlash to it. But, um, yeah, pr- pr- pretty much everybody was kind of like locked in their um, uh, locked in their apartments yesterday. So it was kind of funny. Oh, yeah. um, well, I was going to say, I want I want to get back to that Tom Brady thing <clears throat> with with the luck, everything, uh, because this is an important point. The you're, you're going to have luck go one way or the other. I, you know, some people are neutrally lucky. Some people have very bad luck. Some people have very good luck. My issue is not, I, I don't begrudge people being lucky. What I'm asking for is that society not be such fuck ups. That's basic. I'm, I want a day to happen where, when's the last time you had a day where there wasn't a problem and there wasn't a fuck up? And you didn't have to spend some of your time repairing somebody else's fuck up. When's the last time that happened? Uh, last time I had a day where I didn't have to do that. Yeah. Well, I, well, work wise, I pretty much. Oh, that's kind of my job. I'm always repairing somebody's. That, I mean, that, that's that's exact. That's exactly my point. Because I landed uh, yesterday, right? And I, I had this epiphany uh, over the course of today. So I land last night. Now I don't know if you knew this or not, but um, I need the internet to do my job. 
Yeah. So just <laughs> little inside biz there for you, John, in case you know, I, I need to use the internet. So I'm not at my place. I'm at my buddy's place. And I, and it's pretty late at night. Had dinner with Matt Baldoni. Didn't get back until like 11, 1130 or something. I'm kind of tired. and like, okay, I'm going to download some podcasts. Why isn't the internet working? Go and turn on and off the internet. Wait for it to reboot. Why am I not connecting to the internet? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. This guy occasionally forgets to pay his bills. Oh, God. And so I look, and there's no internet. Like, there's none of that internet wire coming in. Right. And I'm like, God damn it. Now, in the meantime, again, I don't know if I've told you this before or not, John. I don't know if I can emphasize this enough. I need the internet to do work because I have an interview with uh, Mock from Zebra Corner. You know that guy? No, I don't think I do. But anyway. The but- guy that makes fun of the Chevy Cruze commercials? You ever you, you don't know this guy I'm talking about? No, sorry. I'm- oh, dude, you'd love him. He's from the East Coast. He's got the Boston accent and everything. And he just rips to shred. I'll send you the link, but... He does a Chevy Cruze commercial mockery of the millennials. It's to die for. It's to die for. Anyway, I ran ads on his thing. We have to have a chat. So I got to Skype with him. Then I got an interview with Rich Cooper tomorrow, uh, two days from now. And then I got a Skype uh, session with a client, and I charge $200 an hour for Skype. And this guy's willing to pay it. So, again, don't know if anybody heard me the first two times. I kind of need the fucking internet to do my job. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? It's too late. It's midnight. I'm just going to deal with this tomorrow. Because now, now the clock's ticking. Now I got stress. Okay? So I text my buddy. I'm like, hey, did you pay the internet bill? Oh, no. Why don't you open up one of the things to see how much is due? I'm like, let's stop right here. What? No, no. How about pay the fucking? It's moot what the, what the balance is. It doesn't matter. Pay the fucking bill. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's internet or water. Rule number one, pay the fucking bill. Like, I'm not talking to a, an 18-year-old or a 26-year-old millennial still living at home. I'm talking to a guy who's in his 40s. Like, you would think by the time you're in, if you're a Gen X, you should have picked up the lesson by now to pay the fucking bill. So, uh, yeah. Uh, well, especially, it, it got, I, I find that kind of funny because I'm, I'm trying to imagine, well, he's a Gen X or not a millennial, but. Uh, that that's the one bill that uh, millennials would probably pay is if 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 not their, their their cell phone bill at least because they couldn't be disconnected from it because uh, you know they, they 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 take that over food and oxygen. Oh yeah, yeah they they would and I've seen it. What was it? Oh, it wasn't it wasn't the internet. It was a horse girl. I knew two horse girls that would they would starve themselves before. Uh, having to forego something for the horse, like if the horse needed something, they'd they'd let the they'd starve before they let the horse starve. Um, where their their priorities are so whacked. Uh, By the way, I did date a, a horse girl. <laughs> oh God, I don't know if a guy can get through his life without dating at least one. They're they're out there. Yeah, well, it's only one for me. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was it was. I'll tell you, she was a freak though. Yeah, they're pretty good in the sack, but they're mental and they're financial lepers and uh pretty bad i've not known one good thing to ever come from a horse girl not one <laughs> anyway you would think in today's age internet would be ranked up there with food because I, you can't even apply for a job it is so vital not only do you need it for your job but if you wanted to get a job today remember we used to have to fax resumes or mail them in with a yeah, the cover I did, letter yeah. i remember the faxing oh. yeah 
in any ass going down to Kinko's at 10 cents a fax and you know, like have this standard cover form letter. Oh God, what a fucking pain in the ass. So oh, it, I, the, I remember it was actually a mini industry for a while where people were paying to write like the paying to write your resume to, to fax it out and you'd send it out to everybody and you know uh, uh doing that. That was that was a big thing in the uh mid to late nineties. Yeah. Oh, it was labor intensive as hell. Now you just attach and email it off and um, I don't even think those Talio brass rings where it's like, send us your resume. Now fill out all the information that was on your resume in these fields. Oh, now fill it out again. We can't use it from before for a different job. Like, fuck you. Yeah, well, now, yeah, now it's all bullshit. But no. anyway, I, so I wake up. Hey, did you pay the bill? Oh, no. What's the balance? I'm like, oh, okay, here's the balance. Okay, yeah, I'll see if I could get to that today. Like, see if you're going to get to it today. And I just knew, like, this is going to be one of those things where, no, it's in my control. I'm not going to wait for uh, good intentions or the way things ought to be. I need this now. So I run off to Best Buy. And I get myself one of those mobile hotspots or the wireless hotspots. What are they called? Uh. Well, yeah, well, yeah, the, the hots—they're just called hotspots. But what do you mean? Uh, you, you could use—you just use your cell phone and turn it into a hotspot. Except, know? see, this is where they get you, John. Except, T-Mobile doesn't work in Las Vegas. I can make calls, but I have a limited data plan out here because I'm using other people's cell towers. Uh, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. So I had to go shell out 150 bucks, get the device. Uh, I guess you got to buy minutes for it. So I got the unlimited plan because I didn't know how much data or usage I'm going to use. And, and I don't want to have to run out of data in the middle of a $200 an hour console. Because <laughs> again, I don't know if I told you this before, John, the internet, I kind of need it for my business. Reliable internet. I, I, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm laughing because I'm imagining like that actually happening and you like picking up your laptop and throwing it out the window like in such oh, anger God. and frustration. <laughs> I, was, I was already there today, John. Honest to God, I was about to throw through a fucking, not my laptop, but everything just like, cause this is the point. This is a, okay. Tom Brady is lucky. Um, this other kid I used to know, Eric Tyler, not, did not have the stars line up for him, but Jesus fucking Christ. Even people on my own team, people who I consider friends. Can you not get your fucking shit together? Can you, can you, something as simple as paying your bills. Now, this is the internet. Could you imagine back in the days, they've, they've created new rules now in the Twin Cities, but Twin Cities had this bout of horrible weather, like minus 30 degrees. Yeah, yeah, right? I saw that, yeah. And what would happen in the olden days is if you didn't pay your heat bill, they'd shut off the heat, a cold snap would come in, and then guess what? Uh, you'd freeze and then they'd sue them? I don't know. No. The, the pipes would freeze and burst. And then because you didn't pay, what was it back in the 70s, a $10 heat bill or maybe a $30 heat bill, now you got $1,200 in water damage. Oh, and by the way, you got to vacuum out your, your, ba your, your basement uh, during the middle of winter, a flooded basement in the middle of the winter, which just sounds like hell, just sounds like yeah. hell. And so it's these simple little things in life, like your heart beating, or your brain not stroking out or breathing, that you think you would do these basic things in life so that the rest of society in your life could operate. 
but they don't. Some people just don't. And so now what I'm faced with or was faced with today is basically a 90 minute chore that I didn't want to deal with. But now I got to go to Best Buy. I got to forget the money. Forget the money. I got I got to waste the money. The money's already gone. All right. That money could have gone to additional GDP. Right. Had the bill been paid, this $90 could have bought three tanks of gas. It could have gone to the casino. It could have, you would have produced and gotten more standard of living out of it. Right. But take that away. Now I got to waste 90 minutes of my time that I could have been doing something else, making more money, making more GDP. Heck, just enjoying life, going for a hike. So I go to the Best Buy. There's the fat. I'd say Gen Z broad now. We're going to start going in. She's got her glasses on because that way you know she's smart because she has her thick ring glasses on. I say, I need some kind of mobile internet. And she says, oh, we have this package here. And I'm, I'm smart. I say, so I get that device and then you give me a code or something and that charges up the bandwidth on that device and I log in using a password or something back home. Yes, the instructions are there. You could, I'm like, okay. So I'm sitting there waiting. <clears throat> they have some computer technology troubles. About 10 minutes later, okay, here's your thing, sir. Have a good night. Thank you. I go home, spend another 15 minutes setting this shit up. Okay, log in. You all got to charge it. Okay, I got to do a fucking around, piss away, fucking time. I shouldn't fucking have to. Okay, here's the, oh, isn't that cute? That I got to press that button. I got to charge the thing. Log in, username, set up an account. And then it says credit card information. I'm like, why do you need my credit card information? I bought, I bought the data plan for the month. What's going on? So I'm looking, looking, looking. And then I slowly figure out there's an option that says prepaid card number. And I look in the bag from Best Buy and I look at the receipt. Guess what's missing? The card number. The card. Yeah. With the number that you need to activate it. Yeah. Fuck. So I get in my truck, drive back down the best, because I got all the time in the world, right, John? I have all the time <laughs> in the world to fuck around like this. I only bill out at $100 an hour. I'm a very busy guy. What if well, I got nothing else to I'm one of those Americans that sits and watch daytime TV. I'm one of those guys that sits in the basement and jerks off to internet cartoons, or not cartoons, video games. Not video, porn. Porn. Jerk off to porn, porn, and you, you play the video games, you jerk off to the porn. You do not jerk off to the video games and play the porn. So I go <laughs> well, see maybe, maybe now they are doing that, actually. That, but anyway. Oh, God, I don't know. You watched the Beckloff. <laughs> they sent me some pictures one time. It was like octopus porn. I'm like, what an honest to fuck's name is this? Those Japanese are so fucking weird. So then I go to the Best Buy, and there she is. Hi. I'm like. Was I supposed to get a card with that? Oh, I gave it to you. I'm like, no, you didn't. And she's like, yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, here it is. Ha, ah, sorry about that. I'm like, no, nah, that's all right. And I, I'm all for letting people know they fucked up. I don't do this, oh, it's all right. No, it's not fucking all right that you missed $12 an hour, pissed away $50 of my time having to drive back out here, not to mention the blood pressure again, that, that thing again. I said, that's all right. I love pissing away my time. And I walk out. I hope her feelings were hurt. I hope she feels bad. But she'll be a better employee down the road. So uh, I go in. Yeah. No, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. No, I just, and the point I was going to make is let's just take this one mistake one person made and look 
at how much in time, labor, and resources had to be pissed away so that literally, like, after I got back from YouTube Taco Tuesdays, I set the shit up, logged in, da da da. That you and I are we're trial running it, we're testing it, right? One mistake of forgetting to pay a bill cost what in actual, tangible, literal financial costs, and then lost opportunity costs. Well, lost. <coughs> lost how, how much time? How much time did it cost you? Because you had to travel back and forth. You had to spend the time dicking around, figuring out how to work the work the whole thing. Right. Uh, I mean, that's one of the reasons why this this is delayed. This is on, so you know, this is normally much later than you normally uh, uh, do these streams. Right. Um. Uh, so you know, how much of that time could have been You're slightly inconvenienced because you probably would like to go to bed sooner than later. Right. <laughs> oh, it cascades. Uh, it affects everybody. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I'm thinking about two hundred dollars uh, in, in lost labor and about one hundred sixty dollars in actual tangible cost. So we're ca- uh, talking three hundred sixty bucks. Three hundred. Think about that. Three hundred and sixty dollars in a broken window fallacy. Because one person made one mistake and then see, and then that's what happens. And once that one person makes a mistake, that opens up a whole new array of other people to make potential mistakes because now you have complicated the machinery. Now I got to involve other people and other people are fucking morons. And sure enough, there was one fucking moron who made another mistake, which then further perpetuated the amount of time, labor, and resources I had to go and piss away and spend simply to get fucking internet access that I should have had this entire time. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I had a similar uh, circumstance. Well, I mean, similar in the sense like someone fucked up and you know, the cascading effect. Mm-hmm. Um, our attorney missed a uh, filing date for us to uh, file a motion to prevent uh, the granting of a master use permit for another uh, building complex to be built, um, which will have an extremely negative impact on our building and our property values and stuff like that, you know, to the tune mm-hmm. of, I don't know, it's, it's hard to calculate how much uh, the, the loss in property value it, it will. Probably have. millions, multiple yeah. condos and beautiful. Absol- We're talking yeah. millions of dollars because one guy fucked up. Yeah. Well, one girl, actually, of course. Oh, um, okay. and, uh, 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 well, yeah, cause uh, they're all women now, all the attorneys. Um, oh. actually that's true. But you got all the, all the new attorneys are women. I saw Allie McBeal and, and Murphy Brown. They're all, I, I saw them. <laughs> yeah. they're all um, lawyers now. And anyway, so yeah, so missed, missed, missed the, uh, filing date. So anyway, so now we're having to, uh, now we're having to spend, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars suing, uh, basically for our easement rights and we had to get like a uh, another land use attorney and and the, and the whole bit and just dealing with these fucking morons and just uh, talk about cascading effects and you know lost sleep and headaches and mm-hmm. uh you the know intangible costs yeah the you yeah. know your heart rates up yeah yeah so yeah no i, I i'm feeling you man i i feel you I, and it can you know it can be big like one person's fuck up could cascade you you talking i mean how much money this could be? I don't even want to think about it right now because I'm too tired. But we're talking we're talking serious serious zeros here. You know, we're not talking right. you know a, a few hundred bucks or a few thousand bucks. We're talking you know maybe millions of dollars here. You know. So here's here's what I wanted to bring up with this. What percent of the work in GDP out there 
It's not necessarily a broken window fallacy, but a stupid person fallacy or a stupid person's mistake fallacy. What percent of the work, what percent of our working time do we spend cleaning up other people's mistakes? And then in other words, or on the other same side of the coin, a better way maybe to ask this is what if we had a mistakeless economy? I know humans are going to make mistakes, but what if we weren't like El Fuctardo levels of stupid that we are today and we were just like normal American levels of stupid, say like we were in the 40s and the 50s? Oh, well, I, well, I don't even know how you come out with the you, – you'd need uh, uh, Nassim Taleb to try to figure out that one. Uh, well, I, I, it's, it's, I don't think it can be figured out to the, to the decimal point. But I'm trying to think back. That's why I asked you. Have you have? When's the last time you had a mistaken, a, a mistakeless day, where there were no problems and no fuck ups? And if you uh, if you think I'm, about I'm sure, it, I'm sure I've had one. I just uh, uh, doesn't come to mind right now. But uh, yeah, because they're so rare, and that's what I'm wondering is the the lost potential of human production. If we could just have less stupid people and have everybody not fuck up, I am wondering, you know, we always try and say, oh, let's look at multi-factor productivity. Let's get immigrants in here and we got to educate kids. We got to get more people in this stuff. That's all fine and good. What if we had like a, a, a campaign led by me? Uh, uh, Putin could make me czar of stupid people not fucking up where you just had people be more responsible, not fuck up beyond their game i'm thinking there's an untold amount of level of economic production it wouldn't necessarily increase gdp numbers because again of the broken window fallacy uh my money i spent on the the wireless spot that's going to register into the the accounts that's going to register with gdp but in terms of actual standards of living repurposing people's energy and labor and time and effort and everything uh towards new production, not mopping up the floor and cleaning up production. I just, my mind, I, I bet you we could bolster GDP by 30% in a year. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you know, there's a million ways that that could happen. I mean, you, you look at how much, because you were in the uh, corporate world for a while, you know, right. the, the whole thing. And, and um, how, how much of uh, uh, resources does a large corporation have to put into uh, human resources? Or now you look at this whole, you know, the, the, uh, the what do you call it? Like the, they, diversity and inclusion or, uh, well, well, there's, well, well, that too, but they're so worried about the, um, uh, there was something I just saw about, uh, I was watching, I don't know if you watch uh, Tim cast, Tim pool. Um, yeah, I watch him occasionally. Yeah. And, uh, he, he had a, uh, a video talking about the backfire of the B2 movement, a bunch of uh, articles about how they were interviewing a bunch of guys at uh, Davos in Switzerland, you know, where they have that big meeting of the billionaires and, the, and all these guys were refusing to uh, mentor women because they're, they're terrified of, of, uh, you know, being slapped with the sexual harassment or, you know, something like that, you know, that they, they just don't want to do that. But how much time do you have to spend now to have, uh, what do you call these, sensitivity Sexual training? harassment? Yeah, sexual harassment uh, classes and sensitivity classes. I know there's one corporation. It's like, what are the, like, uh, CNN or CBS News? They literally um, made a company policy now where it's you, you cannot hug another person uh, like on the job. <laughs> Um, so, you know, putting your arm around them, that that's like, 
you know, technically grounds for termination. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I mean, that's what we've come to now. So, right. and everybody is spending, cause all the time you, you have to spend now worrying about that. I, did I uh, microaggress this person or what? You know, that, that's, that's mental energy taken away from productivity. Right. And innovation, Lord knows what. Well, shoot. But, uh, remember when Starbucks shut down for three days? Because, <laughs> uh, because uh, someone, the kid did it right and says, no, I'm not serving you. You didn't pay. And they just happened to be black. Or what were they, loitering or something like that? Yeah, they were um, ju- they were just hanging out there, and they were they were being boisterous, and they said they were waiting for someone. And they didn't they didn't order, and yeah, they they, they turned it into like you think it. I mean, Watergate didn't get as much press as that fucking thing. No, right? no, no. But but there's there's another perfect example. How many? There are millions of dollars. You're talking thousands of stores, thousands of dollars at thousands of stores every day equals millions of dollars, uh, a big because of stupidity. Because of a mistake, not a mistake. I, I'm I, again. I wasn't there, and I have to. I'd have to side with. It. I think there might be a, be a little bit of mistake on both sides. Where it's like, hey, are you going to order something? You know, it's kind of along the lines. Hey, do you pay your bills? Well, if you're not going to order something, you shouldn't be here. Get the fuck out. You know. But we don't have that basic uh, uh, modicum of adult behavior and decency. In it. And then it's like, hey, are they are they just hanging out? Are they really waiting for the friends? You don't have to get. You don't have to go fucking full blown Nazi on them. You know, let them hang out a little bit. But again, mistakes costing millions of what? What did uh, a five second incident might have cost millions of dollars? Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> you, see, you see, if it gets to this level where people are hypersensitive and they're always looking to be offended, and their politics come first, and we're talking this level of stupid, talking generally stupid. And I got an article. Oh my God! We'll, we'll talk about. Stupid. As the younger people get dumber and dumber, large corporations are not going to be able to function. They're just not. It's like if you, you ever, you know, the Saturn V rocket. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. One of them went to the moon. Yeah. The moon. So I listened to a documentary about that, and all, and this is before digital. This is before like real computers. They had to have that thing so finely tuned. I, they're talking about the, the F1 engines that went into this things and the problem they had, the cooling problems, the thermodynamic problems, the liquid problems, the temperature, all this just to get this finely tuned rocket so it wouldn't blow up and kill the astronauts inside. That was possible, I'd argue, in part because you were dealing with mature engineers who had their shit together. They didn't m- make mistakes. And, you know, so what, the, <clears throat> the first rocket, you know, they're testing it. They didn't just send astronauts up on the first one. They tested a couple dummy rockets. Did that. I guarantee you when that first rocket went up, there might have been an old jock in there who became an engineer and spanked the other engineer in the ass. And you know what happened? Fucking nothing. <laughs> it's just, nice going, Jim. Spank. And that was it. And then they continued working on. Now, I don't think with the amount of moving pieces – within a large corporation today being manned and staffed by increasingly dumber and dumber and more easily and easily offended people. There's no way these corporations can go on. No way. They're going to, they're going to self implode. Well, yeah, I, I think it was um, Matt Forney did a video a long time ago where I, I don't know if was it uh, Facebook. I think it was where they literally hired, I think it was something like a quarter of their work staff was just, um, dedicated to 
sensors or monitors or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I obviously Facebook's. I mean, you know, you you want a stock tip? Uh, well, you know, this is joking. We we don't give real financial advice. I'm saying this in jest, but you know, short that stock because hmm. there's no way that that you know that that can be a viable company if, when you know when you're uh, despite the fact that people don't really use it anymore, except for the messenger aspect of it. Um, but uh, well, you know, it's funny when you were talking about the the the, uh, the Saturn V rocket. I was thinking of that movie, uh, um, uh, Apollo thirteen, where there's a scene where you know the uh, astronauts were were so intelligent and competent engineers that they actually were having to do the math, like you know, by longhand, like without a computer. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? I don't know if you remember the film, like with Tom Hanks and uh, yeah, yeah. You know, no, I, I do. I also remember how they on Earth reassembled everything that was in that space capsule so they could make like the carbon monoxide uh, abatement machine. Right. Yeah. Um, the the uh, scrubbers, the air scrubber. Yeah. Right. Right. No. And, th- and that's, that's the shit I'm talking about. One fuck up, one mess up there would have resulted in death. Right. You know, and I can't get the damn girl. Remember to-, <laughs> <laughs> to give you the card when you leave. <laughs> Fucking Christ. I, I mean, I yearn. I yearn for the days. Not that I am anywhere near astronaut material, but damn it, do I rarely fuck up. I just yearn for the days where it's like you, you know it's going to get done. You know, you don't have to worry because what it really means is we're slowly descending into a high-level second-world country. Then we're going to be solid second. Then we're going to be low second. And then we're going to be a bunch of Durka Durkas running around in loincloths trying to figure out how to get a fire going because there's just going to be too many not necessarily stupid but incompetent lazy prone to mistake people well yeah i don't well i think uh part of this Aaron, though is i think that there's not the consequences to fucking up that there used to be like the, everybody has an excuse like to blame something else but themselves so i think that's a large part of it you know what i mean that they they no one no one takes responsibility anymore it's it's always somebody someone or something's fault you know like oh right I- and, and, and i'm not i'm not dismissing like oh you know the blame game it's what my point is that there is economic costs and consequences to people fucking up oh yeah absolutely and and i don't know if there's like a fuck up rate we could measure or but I don't know. It, it, it's been so long, and it, it, Overton's window moves so slowly. I don't recall people dri- uh, driving this bad or slow. I don't remember this many people fucking up. I want to say I recall days where I, not days, but weeks where I, everything was going fine. Everything was the Saturn V rocket. It was working great. But these past, I'd have to say at least the five years, maybe the past decade, certainly when I was in Wyoming where he had the Wyoming three, they had to try it three times before they get it right. It's just you cannot go a fucking day out there without some kind of fuck up. And no matter how minor it is, it is going to set you back at least 15 minutes to an hour. And soon we're going to get to the point where the mistakes are so common and not so uh, innocuous that you're spending half your day or your full day just getting back to zero. Yeah, it's kind of scary when you look. Jesus, that's a pretty uh, black pill of you. Um, uh, not that I'm disagreeing with it. It's just I, you know, I never really thought about it that way. But yeah. Um, well, go I, ahead. Because I, I had another dark thought. It's really scary now because now my, my mind's gone down to a truly dark path that you and I are not going to like. 
Well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of grateful that I, I am as old as I am because it's, it's like you said, uh, you said one time, it's like, we just need people to keep the lights on for another 45 years and then, you know, we don't care. You know what right. I mean? Because it, it I, I really think that things are going to get a lot worse before they get better. I mean, I just believe things are cyclical. I'm not like a total, I mean, I do believe that eventually they'll, you know, they, you know, things rise and fall, you know, and, uh, you know, they fall and then they rise again. Uh, but I do believe we're, we're on the precipice of, of a, uh, of, of shit getting really bad, you know? Oh yeah. No, it, it it's, uh, <clears throat> it's going to be horrible. I just, it's going to be horrible. And as, as much as technology advances, I don't think it's really necessarily going to save us. I mean, I've had the best year of my life this year. Um, I mean, things are going great, but when I look long-term, I really, you and I are going to be in the nursing home. Can I trust, you know, McKinsey with her, uh, made up nursing degree at some university where she was taught cisgendered studies and not how to measure a milligram versus a microgram <laughs> of vital life-saving drug. And just, just a 2% error will throw me into cardiac arrest. That's the shit I'm talking about, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I, I feel that, uh, that, that kind of thing is just going to get, you know, worse and worse and worse. And, and also, you know, it, it's, um, you know, a mutual acquaintance, uh, uh, Ann Sturzinger. I, I don't know if you followed her, uh, uh, adventures on, uh, Facebook where she caught, uh, typhus from, uh, she moved to California and because of the, um, uh, immigrant. Yeah. Typhus, like stuff that you get in the concentration camps in world war two. Yeah. There's an outbreak of uh, uh, typhus in, in uh, Southern California because of all the uh, third world immigrants coming in. And, Maybe uh, I will pick up drinking again. Maybe it's a good day to start drinking again. Yeah it's, yeah, it's like that, that, that scene from the movie Airplane. Yeah, I picked the wrong, wrong day to you know, quit drinking. It's just wrong day to quit sniffing glue, you know. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I mean, there, there's, you know... It, but, but but yeah, so I mean, I, I think that there, there's a lot of there's a lot of bad, and apparently, you know, unfortunately, I, I didn't watch Trump's speech, but I heard I just heard people talking about it. I was listening to uh, another stream while I was waiting for you to uh, get your uh, get this thing online that the because the dumb bitch didn't give you the right code. Um, well, they talk about apparently uh, Trump's State of the Union address was very underwhelming, where he, in oh, other words, I, he he I didn't uh, say he was gonna, you know you know, fuck you Democrats and building the wall and, you know, go, go blow me. Um, so, you know, are those even worth watching though anymore? I mean, I don't, I've never watched a presidential speech. No, I, well, any well, politician I, I, speech. I never did either until Trump because Trump is, you know, he's such a wild card that you never, you know, he's, you know, he has this, you know, uh, ZFG kind of attitude about, uh, about, uh, you know, everything. So, I mean, he was, he was the only guy that made presidential debates fun to watch, you know, because he, he would make fun of everybody, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, it, it was, you were watching it for the, you know, entertainment value it was the highest rated, you know, more people were watching that than, you know, the most popular, whatever the, I don't even have TV anymore. So I don't even know, but, um, uh, you know, I didn't even, I didn't even watch the Super Bowl. you know, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't think anybody else did lowest ratings of what, 10 years. What was it? That, yeah. Oh, I don't. Yeah, it's, it's on a and very interesting observation about I could have swore 
they are going to give us a double dose and double down on the political lecturing, sermoning, social justice warrior bullshit with their commercials. Um, not only did they not do that, but the market price for commercial time in the Super Bowl actually went down for the first time ever in history. Because people just got, they realized people were just uh, had enough of it. They're, you know. Well, I think a lot of it was people just aren't watching football anymore uh, because of the Colin Kaepernick and we're going to take a knee and fuck Whitey and fuck this oppressive nation and fuck America. Um, I think that was part of it, but that's been brewing for a while. Uh, a lot of it, I think, also has to do with uh, basically fuck Tom Brady. I mean, like, oh, the Patriots in the Super Bowl again. Okay, you know, it. it's like, oh, Rambo 6 or Rocky 27. All right, here we go again. So, yeah, I, I think the, someone said on Facebook, they said they should rename the Super Bowl uh, to uh, who's going to play Tom Brady this year. Um, yeah, yeah. It, so, so, yeah, because it's just, you know, it's always Tom Brady. In the Super Bowl. But I'm... Um, Oh, God, no, I lost. Uh, uh, well, I, was just, I was just saying that it was good to see the ratings were down, but I don't think it was all purely political. But by God, it was nice to see that there weren't any political ads. I It, it indicated to me, like, on the, I think, isn't that the most expensive minutes of advertising is yeah. the Super Bowl? I don't think anything costs more than that, right? Right. It is it is the most expensive. because I think they sell them in, in 10 or 15 second increments. And, okay, uh, well. With with that market power behind it, if you believe the free market speaks truth, which I do, they they learned their lesson from last year with all that fucking political bullshit. And despite Gillette coming, because I would I could have swore, swear to God, I, I John, I thought they were going to shove it up our ass again. Like it would have been Gillette on steroids, and there would have been a bunch of Me Too shit. Or I, I could have swore there was, and there was nothing. I mean, there's a little bit of touchy feely shit from CNN. But there was there was nothing overt like last year. Um, well, I, I didn't see the commercials, but uh, from what I understand, you, uh, your analysis is correct. But I will say this, though, when it comes to um, things that are shaping our culture, like uh, the media and stuff like that, a lot of people just say, oh, it's all about the money. They're just doing uh, doing it because, oh, that's what makes money. Well, that's mm. actually not really true. Um, like I, I saw a, a mini doc on YouTube about how the um, the advertising agencies that they hire um, actually all got together, and I saw, and they, they were being recorded. They knew it. I, they didn't realize it was going to be used to this purpose, but they they showed how they were pushing an agenda to have you know uh, homosexuals and uh, interracial couples and stuff like this. Sure. Even when their test markets didn't say that that's what people wanted. You know, but they did it anyway because they said, oh, no, well, it's social responsibility. So this whole idea of like them just doing, you know, it to make money. I don't believe that there's people that that actually have an agenda. So it, it's not quite that simple. It's not all dollars and cents. Ultimately, human beings are emotional creatures. And yes, of course, we are driven to, you know, want to make money. But there's more to it than that. Well, I would say what's happened is this is one of the most successful things um, <clears throat> the left ever pulled off. And this was directly targeted at your and my generation because I remember when they started coming in with this diversity bullshit. And, you know, we're in a finance class. Well, you know, diversity is like, what the fuck? What, what does diversity have to do with math formulas? You know, you point, here's Bob. Bob's black. We got diversity. Get the fuck out of here, you HR Kuanta. Ha ha. And uh, what, what we found out, and I didn't believe that they were taking the brainwashing, but Gen X is squarely to blame. 
these marketing peoples with their MBAs and they go work at CSR. Do you remember when CSR departments were first coming out, corporate social responsibility? Um, actually, I was I was kind of out of it, out of the uh, the the only time I was in the quote, quote unquote in the uh, corporate world was I worked for law firms. So I was okay. that, um, so that's kind of as close as I got to that corporate structure okay. um, was uh, law firms. Um, so I didn't really didn't really have that. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, I mean, now, and now it's totally on steroids. Um, but I, I would argue that it's, it's, it, it kind of circling back to the original point that it's actually costing them money. It, it's not, it, it's not serving, you know, it, it's counterintuitive because it's going, you know, the corporations exist, uh, the purpose of a corporation is to make money for its shareholders, right? Like by right. legal definition and mm -hmm. actually a, a publicly traded corporation that does anything that uh, goes against that can technically, from what I understand, can be sued by the shareholders. Um, well, they, they would vote the board out and get a new executive team in is what they would do. Uh, yes, but they also could be held civilly liable for actions that they took that were like failing their fiduciary responsibility kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know if fiduciary is the, is the legal word they would use, but yeah. Um, but, um, that is, yeah, that is correct. So, but anyway, um, that's getting in the, in the weeds, but, uh, so my, my point is, is that you're having corporations doing things now that are actually losing money. I mean, oh, I remember what I was going to say now. Like, it's not just the Super Bowl that people are not watching so much anymore. It's just sports ball in general. Um, look at all the award shows. Like, I mean, I remember oh, back. God. I remember back in the because uh, I'm I'm a bit of a movie guy, a movie buff. I mean, I don't actually go to theaters, but I you know I do like movies, and you know, like mm -hmm. you, I can quote all the lines from Casablanca. You know, Captain Reno, and um, but. The the uh, uh, no one watches the Oscars anymore. I mean, no one gives a shit. I mean, you know, like I, I I heard that like Black Panther is nominated for like best. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a joke now. It's like the Nobel Peace Prize. It, like it doesn't mean anything. It's 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 just a masturbation fest for people in Hollywood. Yeah, it's like a celebrity circle jerk, and no one, you know, people are just so disconnected from that now. They don't give a shit about these people. They're, you know, they're living in their bubble. You got all these, you got all these ultra millionaires living in their, you know, gated communities, telling us how we should live, and we're Nazis because we wear a freaking MAGA hat. You know, like a, <laughs> uh, uh, like oh, I think Alyssa Milano came out and said that that the MAGA hat is the equivalent to a a clan outfit. You know, uh, which I'm so happy to find out that uh, what what's his name the the one the, the Covington kid. I think his name is. Sandman or something like that, that uh, she's one of the people that there's one of the like 80 people that he's suing. Really? Good. Yeah. Good. All right. There you go. I'll teach you to want to hit kids. But, but my point is, and I'm trying to get to connect it to where you say that they're doing things that are not profitable for the corporation. You got to understand our generation is in charge of corporate America now, especially the younger um, companies, you know, like Silicon Valley and the likes of that. Right. Uh, and definitely the CSR and what remnant of baby boomer fucks are still in command are bending over backwards for this leftist social responsibility, corporate virtue signaling bullshit. It, it is a testament as to how easily brainwashed people are, because I think deep down inside and you are right. These people, when they're when they're having their meeting behind closed doors, it's the market. Well, we got to we got to advance this cause. we got to advance this agenda. We have to portray uh, interraced couples we have to portray a uh, carbon footprint and all that other stuff they were trained in that 
they were brainwashed to believe that. And kind of a lot like artists believe that they just can't make a pretty picture of something or make a pretty statue, that there has to be a political meaning behind it. I think our generation was thoroughly convinced that they're worthless as an accountant. They're worthless as a truck driver. They're worthless as an engineer, unless they also add some kind of plus social responsibility, plus politics, plus um, carbon footprint type of bullshit. And so now that they're running, this is the first time they, they have sent this shit out for more than, like, it wasn't just a fluke. This is a sustained campaign. They're getting kickback. And now that the Super Bowl didn't have any of that, I'm wondering, it, it probably did directly affect their numbers. And now the lesson that these Gen X fucks should have gotten a long time ago is that, hey, profits come first, not politics. Because, dude, I don't know when the last time I saw a white guy in a commercial was who wasn't who wasn't effeminate. Like the last time I saw uh, a white guy who looked like a normal white guy, not the Verizon commercial was two uh, faggoty looking dopey millennial fucks. Uh, I don't know when the last time it's always. Well, here's the Hispanic girl and there's the, the, the black woman and there's the Latino guy. And oh, there's your standard interrace couple. Oh, there's the single moms like uh, white guys anywhere. We account for 35% of the population last I checked. Kind of a big target segment here. Yeah, we also, uh, we also earn the most money. Um, so. Asians do on a per capita basis, but well, if, as a group. Capita, but, but as a group, we do, yeah. Yeah, but, and it shows you, but they were, brought, they were brainwashed to believe that this sells. And I'll tell you this, this is the only quiver they got in their, in their little uh, uh, arrow case there. These are not smart people. All they know is like, I have a hammer. I'll hit everything like a nail. And all, they, all that marketing has been for the past five years has been politics. Because a ton of money and infrastructure has been spent on millennials and Gen Zers and some Gen Xers to think that their politics is the number one thing in their life. And for a lot of people, that's true. I mean, for fuck's sake, do you remember like everyone was going organic and I'm going green and I'm a vegetarian and all this other fucking bull- corporations that they're, they're trying to capitalize on? They, they think that being socially aware and becoming woke is how to go and get market share. And they don't realize that, okay, you'll get that 10% of dipshits, probably not even them because they're not paying attention and they're going to go shop at Fufu Fifi's uh, grocery store. But you've alienated 90% of the other people who aren't a bunch of fucking manginas who love America, they love capitalism, or they just love the opposite sex and they like beauty and, and handsomeness in the opposite sex. Uh, oh my God, they might be straight. They don't want to have dicks in the asses all over the place or see Desmond, the 10-year-old strip boy, not strip boy, uh, cross-dressing boy in makeup. They're, fi- they're finally, I think 2018, especially with Gillette, which was t- Gillette 2018 or 2019? Uh, that was 2019, right, wasn't it? Yeah, it was right at the beginning of the year, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I think they learned their lesson that politics doesn't sell. I think I, I know Nike actually had a had a jump in sales with Colin Kaepernick. It can work sometime if your brand is targeted towards a bunch of degenerate douchebags who have nothing going on in life and they want to celebrate losers. Okay, that works. Uh, but I think Procter and Gamble. I'd like to see their quarterly figures uh, when the first quarter ends because there was, and then the APA coming out, people and oh, movies. Yeah, that was scary. That, yeah. yeah. 
and then just movies in general trying to force politics. People are sick and tired of having politics shoved down their throat. So I think they might have actually gotten it. The the message might have gotten out. What was what was the conclusion? What were they saying about in this in this uh, documentary when they went behind the scenes and filmed these marketing guys? <clears throat> well, basically, they wanted to uh, show uh, they were pushing interracial uh, relationships, showing that like they would never show a heterosexual white man and a white woman. Right. Would, if if it was heterosexual, it had to be mixed race, specifically a black man and a white woman, or right. it had to be uh, a gay couple, um, usually gay males, um, right. and that's that's what it was, and and that's such a small sliver of the population, uh, but that's what you know. You you look at these ads; it's like this doesn't reflect reality. You know. Uh, wait, uh, wait, wait! Are you saying all of Geico's? Impl- uh, customers are not upper middle income black couples <laughs> yeah. taking the taking the turkey i remember this past thanksgiving i'm like how many black people have this june award cleaver bullshit going on what i didn't even have that what who where is this where's this happening <laughs> they all got sweaters and everyone's sitting there i'm like this the bill cosby thing going on there yeah <laughs> everybody was the huxtables yeah yeah well, the other funny one I used to laugh at was the like uh, the alarm company, like ADT's commercial, where they would show like the the burglar coming in and then like the alarm going off, and it's always like a white guy. Yeah, in broad daylight, wearing black. <laughs> yeah, it was always like it's always a white guy. They would never, they never once had a minority breaking in, like you know. So I, I just, I got a kick out of that, you know. Well, when when white men are done being pussies and, you know, maybe some white women want to back you up, everyone What about how about this? When everybody's done being pandered to and wake up and say, hey, they're just doing this to sell it to us because they think, oh, that person's like me, too. I'm going to go buy it when you're all done. God, just virtue signaling and pandering, treating everyone like retards. Then maybe. <sighs> Did you even go see Glass? I just can't. I, I know you said you like movies, but I I couldn't get into seeing movies. No, I here. don't. I I only go to the actual theaters about maybe once every two or three years. Literally, um, mm-hmm. I I get movies off of uh, you know. Uh, I won't say you know. There's ways to get them for free, and I do that. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm not someone who's going to go pay. I don't know. What is the price of a movie ticket nowadays? Like 12 bucks yeah, or on the cheap, on the cheap, it's six or seven. If you go to El Cheapo, well, uh, the, if you get welfare night, which I do go to, it's two bucks. Oh, okay. well, that, that, that wouldn't be bad then. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they're like three months old movies, which is fine. I, I don't mind it, but on the cheap, like for a new release, you're looking at six or seven on the cheap. Oh, Okay. And then you got to pay like ten bucks for a thing of popcorn or something, <clears throat> but um, uh, yeah. But anyway, so I, I rarely ever, I rarely ever go to uh, uh, movies anymore. Um, but no, I do enjoy them. I didn't see Glass. I heard uh, mixed reviews about it. Some people really liked it. Some people really didn't. I haven't seen it. I did enjoy the um, the second uh, film in the trilogy um, uh, with the guy with John the, Wick, the, the the guy with the split personalities. Um, the guy with the split personalities. Yeah, you're talking about Glass, right? You're talking about the movie with um, Bruce Willis and uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, and uh, the third guy, and it's it's it was a trilogy. Uh, the first was on un, un, uh, Unbreakable, or and then yeah. the, the second one was the uh, the guy with the split personalities, the bald guy, that the crazy guy. 
And, oh. and yeah, it, it was a trilogy. The, 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 the that was, this was meant to be the last. And um, what's the guy's name? M. Shaman, like a Indian. Oh, M. Shaman. Yeah, the the director. Yeah. Yeah, the guy that did the Sixth Sense. So yeah, this was a, a trilogy. They're they're all supposed to be connected. Well, he took his sweet ass time. When was when was broken or unbroken or unbreakable? Oh, that was ages ago. Twelve yeah. years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a long time ago. And actually, that wasn't too great of a film. Um, it was you know average film. Uh, it, it was just the, the ending was a real you know that because that's his shtick. This that that uh, writer director guy, you know, like Sixth Sense, the way you know the, the guy was dead the whole time. You didn't see it coming. Right. The gotcha uh, at the end. Yeah, yeah, he was really good at those gotcha things. Um, but um, uh, so I haven't seen the the last in the trilogy. But yeah, they're all meant to be. They're all meant to be connected. Well, well, maybe I'm just getting too old to really get up and. It's 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 a <laughs> an investment to get up and and then then it's like you get honey dick. You feel like you got screwed over when you go in and the movie sucks or there's a sermon at the end. You're like, oh fuck. Just wasted three hours of my time going to see this damn thing, and that was the uh, oh, what was the movie? Uh, the Big Short, great movie, great movie, great movie. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the very last line that what's his name has Steve Cottrell, and they'll blame it on immigrants. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck you. You never <laughs> said that. What? Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck that and god damn it, we're gonna blame it. Not once in a meeting. I can I can John, I can honestly say in a 15-year career in banking, I never uttered the no one, no one, myself included, ever uttered immigrants when looking at loans. We never looked at it, never said it. Yeah, well they had they had to get their uh you know little bit of uh SJWism. Uh, yeah, SJWism or whatever you you know liberal social commentary in there. Um, they just cannot help themselves. Um, so yeah, you know, I mean, I think this interesting thing, like, you know, this, uh, on a more macro view now, like about politics in general, uh, one thing I noticed over the last several years is there's no such thing as, uh, moderates or middle of the road people anymore. Not because there's people who don't necessarily have moderate views. It's because, uh, people on the left won't tolerate people being moderate like you either have to be with like they will say well your silence is a crime you know like if you say well i don't have really a position on that they said oh well that's that's the same as as doing nothing you, know, you support trump yeah if you don't speak out against it you know you, you know your 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 silence is you know a crime or something like that so they're forcing people to either you know join them or to totally reject them so i'm just noticing on the macro level is there there is no you know the only thing in the middle of the road now is you know yellow lines and roadkill oh, um, yeah. that that's that's just the way it's going now and um it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because it's it's you know usually that ends in um conflict and you know violence because people what? you know I get a kick out of how Trump was a goddamn Democrat. You know, he, he's a centrist. You could maybe say he's a populist or a nationalist, but he certainly wasn't some right-wing guy. And I didn't think anyone could hate George Bush Jr. more than they did, but apparently they found it in Trump. Uh, but, yeah, you're, you're not kidding. It's, it's you're either with us or against us. And I'm trying to what, – what token few Democrat friends I have left – Anytime there's an absurdity in the in the on the uh, news, which is common, and I gotta make sure it's legit, like it's not a Daily Mail piece or something that's you know fake news or anything like that. 
but the academics, the, the university provides no to an example of, of leftist insanity. I'll send it to him. I'm like, this is your side. Like the, the what afterbirth abortion guy. The, oh the, yeah. The, no, no, I, 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 Virginia government. Know, here you go. Uh, not, let me tell you something. That's not the Republican party, by the way, guess who that part, guess which party brought that about. And, um, the sheep, man, they just kind of look and like, oh, yeah, whatever. I'm like, what? no, not whatever. You have kids. What do you mean, whatever? I'm trying to help you out here. I'm trying to help your kid out. This is your team. You're voting in evil people. You're not an evil person. Will you please wake the fuck up? And they don't. I, I don't know what it is. They just want to go do their jobs and, and watch the movies and eat their popcorn, I guess. But um, no, the, the, there is there is going to be. I don't know conflict. I think the Democrats are simply going to outbreed the conservatives and um, we'll, we'll be like Brazil soon enough. Um, I think we'll die before that time. I think we got about 20 years left. Yeah. I, I think that we'll, we'll, or we'll be just too old to care. Um, but well, I'm at that stage now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I just want to, you know, I, I, like I said, I just want to, uh, you know, like you, you, the phrase you use, keep the lights on um, and, you know, just enjoy my life. I mean, because that's basically you know, ultimately what it's about. Like, you know, Aaron, you were saying, like, you know, these things upset you. And I, I said, like, yeah, I do experience the same things you do. Um, but I try, you know, as I've gotten older, I try to, you know, be more temperate about it and not not let things get to get to me as much as possible because it's like, look, man, we're only here for a cup of coffee. You know, like I, I'm not, gonna, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, I, I want to enjoy every minute of my life. Cause uh, I don't know how much, you know, I mean, tomorrow I get hit by, get hit by a car tomorrow. You know, it's, it's, I guess it's the, the one academic or philosophical observation or legacy I'd like to leave before I pass away is not the, Pussy, faggoty, John Lennon, Beatles, imagine, but the Aaron Clary, imagine. Imagine if we just kept going like the Saturn V rocket, which we proved ourselves capable of doing. You know, what if we, and don't tell me it's it's not a choice, and not you, but, you know, oh, well, she'll blame it on this, they'll blame it on that, or she wasn't paying it. No, 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 no. Pay the fuck attention, make less mistakes in life. Like if everybody just tried to be their best, because I don't know what else you got to do in life. I guess it's it's ruining or lamenting or even mourning over what could have been. You know, I look at the potential of what I'm capable of. I look at the potential of what other people are capable of. And then it's like swimming through a, a cesspool full of feces just to swimming uphill because of all the shit around you. And it, this isn't to sound arrogant or cocky or I'm better than most people, but it's like, my God, people, why are you just sitting on your duffs mailing it in in life when we could achieve such great things and yes the the true display of masculinity i guess would be mastery over one's emotions and not letting it get to you but it's just this kind of like dang could you imagine if if we had actually tried you know if if we had tried our best yeah i'm not asking the girl to be flawless but you know what if Best Buy, you know what that sign, the number of days without an accident? What if Best Buy had number of days where our thousands of employees were so well brought up and so well trained, there were zero fuck-ups and no returns? Imagine, imagine if Best Buy got rid of the return or customer service lane because it wouldn't be needed. Because they handled their customers 
upfront the right way the first time. You see what yeah, I'm well, saying? Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm laughing because I'm thinking uh, I was in Best Buy. Well, actually, this is months and months ago, but uh, when I was in Best Buy, I, I, I thought it was kind of ironic that there was a bigger line at the customer service than there was at the checkout. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. Yes. <laughs> I mean, what what does that say? You know what I mean? Like, there's more people waiting in line to, to you know return stuff, or you know they got a problem, and there there is stuff checking out, buying something. Um, so that, that that's that's just kind of a sign of the times. But I think like on a more macro level, though, like you're talking about, like you know, why why are people kind of phoning it in? And I think this kind of goes back to your point about you know economics, like you know, pe- you know, whatever whatever you incentivize, you get more of, right? I mean, that you know, you're you're, you're an eco- economist by training. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that one of the reasons, uh, like at least for men, um, and you know, you follow guys like, uh, like Rolo and, and, uh, uh, those type of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, what's the other guy? Entrepreneurs in cars. What's his name again? Um, that's Rich Cooper. Rich Cooper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, he does some good stuff. I like him. Um, but you know, basically he was talking about how the reason you don't have like men getting married anymore is it's, it's kind of like economics. They just do the math and they're like, uh, you know, cause like you and I, we never got married. We just, we just kind of said, no, I, we didn't have kids. We like this, that the math just doesn't add up. You know I mean? It's like, why would we do that? You know? So, so you're saying people wouldn't try excellence in their own personal lives and endeavors because why would they? It takes effort. Well, it's not that it takes effort. It's like, what's the reward? I mean, other than like, you know, uh, it, it, I guess it's ultimately like, um, I mean, I mean, I think, I guess there are guys who do do that. Like, um, but th- th- it's, there's only so much you'll do just for yourself. I mean, people will always do more um, for a group. Like, uh, like, I don't know if you you're familiar with those experiments where they did like people who were like running track and they found out that people will, uh, run faster when they're running in a pack than they okay. will when they're just running, you know, by themselves, even though they think. Um, but it, it, it goes back to my ultimate theory about tribalism. That's why, you know, people always ask me, like, what my political or religious or, you know, worldviews are. And I just say I'm a tribalist because that, to mm-hmm. me, that kind of explains everything. So people, when people belong to a tribe, they will do, you will do more for others than you will for yourself. People will do more for your loved ones than ultimately you would for yourself. You'll lay down your lives, for, you know, parents will lay right. down their lives for their children, things like that. So, but when you take that away from people, when they don't have that anymore, there's only so much they'll do for themselves. They'll just meet their basic needs for the most part. And mm-hmm. everything else after that is kind of a form of masturbation. I suppose I, I, I'm my expectations of humanity are well. I don't suppose I know my expectations are. I mean, it, this also presupposes that this young lady at Best Buy had some kind of deep philosophical thought after uh, binging on seven Stephen Molyneux videos or something like that, and she came to this epiphany: "Hey, wait a minute! I'm finite. I might die here at any second. Uh, so I, it, it is kind of pie in the sky, but." Uh, I still look at, and, and you're right. They don't have family. Why would she, you know, she just has to get by and support herself. Um, most well, men not well, getting married. The, the idea of like the, the corporate America is, you're, you know, that they, these people, I mean, on some level, you know, you know, she might be, you know, have a, you know, a subpar IQ, but I, I think on some instinctual level, she realizes she's just a cog in a machine. Like the corporation doesn't give a shit about her. Why does she care about the corporation? She just wants to do uh, just enough work not to get fired. Right, because there is no real incentive for her to stand out. I mean, what's what's the best thing that could happen? Like make her employee of the month and put her picture up. 
Sure, free parking space or something for the month. Right. So there's no there's no real incentive there. So it's not like you know you uh, there's any sense of belonging. Like you know, like I always get a kick out of these corporations where they they call their they call their employees uh, team members. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I hate that. That is like so. <laughs> um, I, it's it's quite the opposite of the point that I'm kind of I'm kind of trying to make is I, I, as an individual is what I'm saying. Why wouldn't you look? You're there for the same eight hours. Why wouldn't you try and do your best, uh, no matter what capacity or regard it might be? All right, so you're sweeping the floor, floor, uh, floors. Or I actually do know a rocket scientist, and but he kind of has really important reasons why he wants to be accurate and and not make any mistakes because rockets might blow up. Uh, I'm just saying in general, like not to provide a personal story, but this one, this one really hurt and dug deep. One of the few times I was like, oh, like, that kind of hurt is uh, I've seen this little kid grow up from a little kid to now a young adult. And this kid had all the potential in the world. I'm thinking, ah, this kid's got me on her side. She'll be fine. I'm going to make sure. And just failure to launch, man, total failure to launch. I'm like, well, now's the time to do X, Y, and Z. You got to do this. Uh, no, 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 not, not, uh, you look, you had the potential. You really, you got, you got, it, it does no doubt smarter than me and just lied over and basically died, you know, just like a cat sleeping in a windowsill. And I don't, I've, I've, that's maybe a, a hurdle of human psychology. I'll never get beyond, but I'm kind of like, go, do Go! What are you doing? You're, you're, this is—you're failing. There's nothing that you're, you're dying. Essentially, now you're going to become the the gal who works half-ass over at Best Buy. You're ruining your life. And I—I I don't know why humans don't capitalize on that or realize that not trying your best condemns you to wasting your life in in every capacity and regard. Um. <clears throat> yes, I I think that there there's just a general malaise in, in society in general, because people just don't feel people are so atomized. Um, so, uh, you know, I, you got to understand that um, individuals like you and I, like we're very comfortable doing our own thing, like not belonging to, you know, we're very comfortable not belonging to a group. You know what I mean? No one like, would have us. That's why we didn't really have a choice. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, I think we had the philosophy. We, we'd never want to belong to a club that would have us as a member. Right. Correct. Uh, correct. So, but uh, most people, uh, most people want to uh, belong to something. And I, I guess there's a strong feeling of there's, you know, nothing, there's no one to look up to and there's nothing to look forward to. And that, that ultimately just creates this kind of uh, apathy, apathy and difference entropy. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I think that's what's going on now because yeah, the, the story of like, this is a personal per- uh, that, you know, in your real life, but that's happening all over now. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's not like they don't have the brains. This person, uh, you know, ha- has the IQ, you know, they're on the right side of the bell curve, but they don't, they don't have the desire and the motivation. And it's probably because they just don't see a, uh, 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 a payoff in it. Like, I mean, I think like what you were trying to say is like, if, if your job is like being a generous sweeping the floor, like, well, sweep the floor as best you can. Um, I don't really subscribe to that theory. I'm like, what the fuck? It's you're sweeping a floor. It does, you know, um, you know, just get your paycheck and, you know, listen to podcasts on your, on your headset while you sleep in the sweep on the floor. Um, right. but I, I mean, I, I do get your point. I mean, you, you could make that argument, but at the same time, you're kind of like saying, well, 
Well, let's put this in perspective. Who am I sleeping the floor, floor for? Some corporation uh, that I, that actually I don't even work for. I'm kind of contracted out by a subcontractor, and they're getting a cut for doing mm-hmm. nothing, just hiring me to. You know, I mean, once you realize all the intricacies of the game, you're like, what the fuck? I mean, it's it's so rigged. You know, it's like, well, you know, the only way to win the game is not to play. You know, right, right. And I and I'm not saying that you're gonna think that you're going to get promoted. Uh, at Procter and Gamble being the floor sweeper someday being the corporate executive. I'm saying for, for your own personal uh, reasons, like if you have the choice between being a, a layabout dope or being an accomplished person, doesn't have to be financially successful, but uh, you know, you could be a great musician. You could be a great artist. You could be a great author. You could be a great, you could be a great mom. You could be a great dad. You could be a great uncle. Uh, some, or just every little aspect. Like I want to be a good driver. You know, I like to pay attention. I don't want to fuck up when I'm driving. Uh, I want to be a good mechanic. I want to, you know, uh, get that right measure at all. I don't not be a perfectionist, but I want to do it well. When given the choice between mailing it in and doing well, and here's the key thing. It's going to take the same amount of time. That's the key thing. Uh, I just don't know why there's more people not opting uh, for maybe not a pursuit of excellence, but at least choosing to do well in every endeavor in life. But yeah, I guess, I mean, if you have, you take away family, you take away love, you take away religion and you take away economic incentive, which I guess incentivizes everybody. That's the main, maybe I'm talking way too far on the right of the bell distribution curve here. I, I understand. I get it. It, to me, it's, it's a tragedy and a true loss to humanity because ultimately, if everyone decided to become a higher quality human being, not not what their potential, like if they actually lived up to their potential, I, right now I'm of the opinion, nobody is coming anywhere near close to their potential. No one. Very few people. Uh, that if some people or if everybody woke up tomorrow and says, let's actually try our best. And yeah, we're still human. We're still going to make mistakes. It, it, it would be on par. Here, Here's this uh, idea I have, which isn't going to happen, just a theory. This would result, you agree that if everybody tried their best and achieved their best with their flaws included, you agree that that would be a boost to economic growth, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, or, or maybe not on the numbers, but people's standards of living would go up because now I have this extra $90 and two hours of my day to do something else. So everyone's standard would go up. Well, yeah. Also, quality of life. I mean, just think, just just think of all the you know ancillary benefits to that. Oh yeah. You know. So, but anyway, keep going. Keep going there. Well, no. Let's let's ponder on the ancillary benefits. The girlfriend puts on a little bit sexier pair of heels than she was before. You do a couple more reps at the gym. You put a little bit more time and care into your hair. Uh, You. Maybe clean up the house a little bit more. You know, you you bang out that last report. It would it would be incredible. I I'd just be happy if mistakes were taken care of. I don't care if you know if, if somebody's makeup is a little bit better done. But you know, the mechanic uh, cleaned the carburetor. He didn't replace the transmission. You know that kind of thing. You know that that's that's what I'm aiming for. But I would claim on par with the level of economic production that kind of human-wide epiphany would result in would be equal to my all-time favorite economic growth plan. Have, have I ever told you this? No, you no, no. Economic- yeah, I'm curious. Okay. Now, 
I'll give you a hint. Let's 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 see if you can figure it out. Who produces nearly all, not not 100% all, but most, easily most of the real economic productions and innovations in this or any other economy? You mean like who, like, you know, men, women, white? white what group of people <clears throat> have produced the vast majority of wealth and built civilization? Uh, European men, men of European well, men. You go to any economy, it doesn't matter. Men are most of the ones doing the work. You could be a, a peanut farmer in Vietnam. You could be the buffalo slayer in, in uh, 1200 Africa. Men are the ones who basically do the vast majority of economic production, right? How could you get men to work a lot more? Oh, yeah. Well, you give them uh, the motivation to do it. Like, that, that, Well, that, that's another thing that we can circle back on. It, it's what, what motivates men to work, right? Women, right? Like to, right. Uh, there. Yeah. What kind of women? Uh, well, attractive, high quality. Uh, right. Uh, well, my, my, my economic plan is the anti-female obesity program. <laughs> the answer. I'm, I'm being I'm being deadly serious. And when it costs, you don't have to increase spending. You don't have to cut taxes. If you want to boom an economy, make women hot again. And there's no no tatted up face, no ear loop gauges, no short Skrillex haircuts, no purple hair, no fat, none of that shit. All right, you're all hot. You're in shape. Every guy will get up, bust his ass, dude. You know who they did that in China? They, they what made women encourage women to get up, be hot? Damn well close. They um so they got a bunch of these Chinese uh, programmers, right? All male, and they hire cute women to come in there and just be nice to these guys. Like see if they need a water, ask how their day was. And these women are dressed slutty. They're just dressed very cute, very appropriately, and they're just cute women. And you know what happened to production? Through the roof. Through the fucking roof, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Fucking that there, there, there was, uh, in my Twitter feed, I think Rolo posted it, um, and it showed a woman. I mean, I'm talking a cow. I mean, this woman is, I mean, I I, I wouldn't fuck her with your dick when if you put in, like, you know, 10 condoms on. What about uh, Beckloff's dick? We can agree we could fuck her with Beckloff's dick, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Well, okay. Well, you but, say. um... And she had a, a husband, a fiance, and a boyfriend. What? Yeah. It, like the, the thirst, is that real? The thirst, is, that's actually, that's why I retweeted it. And I said that, that was actually my quote. I said, the thirst is real. Um, and this that, wasn't like an Inquirer magazine article. I mean, this was like a legit thing. Yeah, I don't know what, uh, yeah, it was, well, you know, Rolo, he usually bets his shit. That's um, true, yeah. So, but. My my point is is the reason women are um uh are Growth, disgusting like fat because they don't that there's no incentive for them to because there is such thirst um you know it, it's in, because there's there's a surplus of men because we haven't had a, a a calling in a long time we haven't had a war like it was very interesting like in in France after World War One. There was a huge shortage of men because I, th I think France, even though they technically won the war, they lost more men than any uh, of the other countries involved. Right. Um, so women were desperate to, you know, find a guy, you know, so they mm -hmm. would, you know, had to up their game, you know. Um, 
But now, because there's like a surplus of men, and w- see the difference between men and women. Women is women will share a guy, where you know a man, you know, well, except for these, you know, thirsty, baited, disgusted, you know, right, you're right, won't share a woman. So mm-hmm. basically, it's that the eighty twenty rule. So you got twenty percent of the guys um, uh, getting eighty percent. So so basically, you know, they, they get all the top tier women, and eight, so eighty percent of the men just don't get anything. You know, or you know, they they could fuck some chick who has, you know, maybe looks like a, a Broomhilda or something, but you know, that that's it. So that that's, that's what happens. So there's no motivation. So I think that might speak to it as well. And it also, um, uh, that that's just where we are. So I think that that's, that might be a larger issue too. I mean, I don't know. So you think the Aaron Clary anti-obesity program would not be a, a boom to economic growth? Um, no, because men, because ultimately the men still wouldn't be getting laid because, because we live in a society now that doesn't, um, encourage, uh, monogamy, one man, one woman. We have like, you know, where you're empowered, you know, where, where, you know, shout your abortion. Uh, you can have the abortion while the baby's in the birth canal for Christ. I mean, that, that's some yeah. shit, by the way, I'm not a religious guy. I mean, no, I'm pro choice, but I'm like, what the fuck is, I mean, why I'm, I'm, I'm pro-choice but i'm not for like killing infants i mean i'm not a, i don't believe in infanticide no um but yeah i mean i you know i, I believe abortion to, you know with certain restrictions yeah um but th- that's some sick shit that's going on right now um and and um you know i think rollo said that uh didn't he say that abortion is the ultimate expression of hypergamy um he might so, have um, That's so, the ultimate expression of hypergamy. I got to think that one through. Abortion, like no guy's kid is good enough for her or something. Yeah, she, she wants just, to find something better, so she's going to get rid of the kid. Yeah. Um, oh, like, I see. Because she wants like, to trade up. Wow. Okay. Right. Yeah, well, right. yeah. Because, like, I mean, if you're pregnant, like, let's say you're some skank and you're pregnant with Tom Tom Brady's kid, are you going to abort it? Fuck no. That's a lottery ticket. Right, right. But if you're, but if you did, if if you're pregnant with the, if you're, you you know, you'll never her, her, you know, she could be in the most dire of circumstances. She's never going to say, "Oh, it's an inconvenient time," or "I'm not ready." (laughs) Uh, You know what I mean? It's it's just not the right time, or you know, it could get in the way of my career. No, she's got Tom. His father's not good enough. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're right. But 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 you take the exact same woman. But if she's pregnant with with the guy, you know, even though Tom Brady's married to you know uh, Giselle, a supermodel, and you know he's not going to leave her for, she's still not going to abort that kid. But it, it could no. be the. But if it's the if it's the janitor that's sweeping the floor that we talked about, who's madly or, or us, or us, or yeah, maybe us. Um, the, the, you know, she'll 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 suck that thing out in the while well, it's in the birth canal <laughs> if she thinks she can do better. So. Um, the, the, you know that that's where we live now. So there's no there's no incentive on you know you know women's behavior has to be restricted by society because uh, not not for its own sake because it because men are the productive the, you know men are what makes the wheels turn and if you remove the incentive for men which is women which is what we happen now then the wheels will stop turning and that's well, what what, we're what well, I think we need to delineate though between is like uh, marriage. And just good looks. I would argue that having women merely be more attractive, uh, a la that Chinese uh, 
employer that brought the cute girl. No guy thought they were going to marry the girl. Maybe they secretly pined or hoped they would, but they kind of knew the math and wasn't going to, you know, like there's one girl for 20 guys. Uh, but the productivity still shot up. I mean, just having a cute girl on the premises will like, oh, hey, you know, you puff your chest out, you get a little bit more active, get a little boost of energy. But long term, yeah, if if uh, if you're saying marriage or quality women long term would be required to boost economic productivity, uh, it, it's just as feasible as my anti-obesity program because in addition to the anti-obesity program, we'd also have the how not to be a royal fucking bitch all the time program and maybe, maybe treat a guy nice program. And that's just the amount of indoctrination and brainwashing that has gone to at best turn women into competitors against men, if not uh, worse, turn them into sworn enemies against men that, that cannot be undone. Um, I, I just don't, I just don't see that's going to, that's going to be up to Gen Z to resist that or whatever the generation is after Gen Z. And maybe parents will actually start treating, uh, training their kids not to, not to think men are the enemies or boys are the enemies, but uh, either well, case, my, you know my how this can be fixed that that would do that would stop the bitchiness, cause women war. To, yeah, it, that's exactly what happened in in, in post World War One France. You mm -hmm. all, I mean, there was you know, um, of course it was it was a hundred years ago. It was a different era, but almost exactly a mm -hmm. hundred years ago. And that's what happened. I mean, there was women had totally had to up their game, and that's that's what they would do if there was a huge shortage of men. Women would up their game so fast it would make you. I, I don't know if I could say that about today, because I I distinctly see a, a disinterest uh, in men on the part of young women today, uh, based on clients and agents in the field and talking to other people. Um, I also see an obliviousness. I think women are completely unaware about the biological clock, and I think they have been so successfully brainwashed to to value their career and education above uh, love and in individuals in the form of family or a husband or children. I don't think you could, I, I really think you could wipe out half the men in uh, the Western world today, especially the United States. And again, a la your 80, 20, it's just the girls wouldn't be dating the top 20%. You wipe off and wipe out half. They'd be dating the top 40%. Uh, after yeah, well, women, I, I really don't go, I think uh, they're trained uh, to, to support men. Well, I mean, women always women are hypergamous by nature, right? So if they're seven, right. they go for eight and above. Um, that that's just the you know the way the way it works. But the, there, I mean, and there, but you know, you could all you could argue that the men that are the the ones, twos, and threes shouldn't be breeding anyway, right? So that's you know, it's it's kind of. Eh, I'm uh, libertarian. If, if you can if you can snag yourself a gal and she loves you, and you guys have nuclear family, go have as many. Fugly children as you possibly want. Right? right. Well, yeah. I mean, if women want, would you know be willing to do that? I mean, yeah. If if you're rich or something, yeah. Then you know, she'll women will overlook uh, um, uh, almost anything. Yeah. If if you have money or or status or you know fame or you know whatever it is, women women. You know, I mean, I always thought I I, I always use the example Mick Jagger, who I think was one of the ugliest people I've ever. <laughs> I mean that that dude is like I swear to, I mean if you were trying to make like ugly you know uh, you know and that guy like you know he's nailed like I don't know how many beautiful supermodels in his life you know um so that that just goes to show you that women have you know it's not about looks it's about you know uh, don't get me wrong looks matter but I mean if you got you can overcome it if you have uh celebrity whatever yeah 
Well, we got uh, we got some super chats. You want to go through them here real quick, and we'll call I it a night. Go through, I don't, I don't got my glasses on, so you're gonna have to. Oh, okay, all right. Well, we got. What do you got? Cheaters or something? How old are you? What, what? I just, I just, I, I don't know what the hell I did with my. I was because I was, I was falling asleep on you, buddy. But God, <laughs> sorry. All right, we'll get you out of here. Uh, Kevin McCober writes: Check out America First with Nick Fuentes. All uh, right. Kevin McComber for a dollar ninety nine also says repeal the nineteenth. What's the nineteenth? Uh, the nineteenth amendment. Is that the one where women were voting? Uh, Is that the right to, for women to vote? I'm not. I'm not against women's suffrage. Um, I am. I, I. I have a whole new. It's called Clary suffrage, where you have to pay taxes and then you can vote. If you collect a government check, you can't vote. That's more meritocratic, I think. Um. Hey, we might get you out of here soon, John. <laughs> Thanks, by the way, for coming on. I know now I'm feeling rushed. Like, oh man, Josh, no, no, get no. Bed. no, buddy, I'm happy to do it because we we haven't talked in a while, and I, I do really enjoy it. It's just like I said, I just been up since four, so you know, and I've had a you know, okay, it's been a lot going on. All right, well, Bacon Maldito, who you can find at thegoddamnbacon.com. So, how John enjoyed driving in the snow up there? How did you enjoy it, John? Um, it was uh. Uh, interesting. Um, uh, my first time driving my new car. I got to mention my car in this podcast again in the snow. So yes, and I and I have chains on my tires. So wait, you actually you can put chains on your tires out there? Yeah. Oh, okay. They I think they outlawed that out here. I know sometimes like when you go over the passes, you have to put on the chains. Yeah, well, yeah, um, the passes here. It's if there's sometimes where you're not if you're caught without chains, you get a ticket because oh. Um, but yeah. Okay. Uh, Kevin McComber writes diversity, Hollywood and media with a shit ton of parentheses. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Echo, you know, the tribes, the tribes, people, Oh, the left hand people, the, 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 the echo. People. Yeah. You never heard the echo, you know, that, that, that's what the parentheses mean. It's, it's, we're talking about the, uh, diversity, 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 that, uh, the, 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 the people who are, uh, you know, they live between Jordan, uh, the, they live between like the West bank and the Gaza strip. Palestinian Jews. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Why is parent parentheses means echoing Jews. The parentheses means they're Jewish. Yeah. What? You didn't know this. No. What? what why do parentheses mean Jews? It was started by uh, that podcast, The Right Stuff, or, or okay. the, uh, the Right Stuff, or the, the whatever it was, and they created this thing called the Echo. When some they'd say someone's name that was Jewish, and they'd make this echoing sound, so you know the person was a Jew. <laughs> and then, so to to express that in text, they would oh. they would just express they would just put three parentheses around it. All right, um, so if someone's referring to me in my Jewish court or Jewish blood, they put Clary, Clary, Clary. Yeah, well, they'll just put three parentheses around, you know, on e- either side of your name, and that's okay. that, that, that's that, that's designating you a Jew. <laughs> yeah, here it is. TJ Martin. Everyone's putting everything else in parentheses. TJ Martin. Martinelli, Jewish. He's not a Jew. Fucking Athens in the house. Uh, what else we got here? There was a couple more uh, donations. Wow, look at all the commentary here. 
We got a lot of for, for something that was just announced at the last minute. There's a lot of people in the chat. I no, I I would love to be more regular, and I could probably get back to a regular schedule um, where we do it X time on um, you know Tuesdays because I am still keeping the days the same. Tuesday night's going to be the older brother podcast. Friday will be the Clary podcast. But it's dude, I am busy. I mean, it's not like I don't have a job and and especially after today, running around trying to set up internet and all that. It's it's kind of well, we'll get it when when it's done. He'll he we'll if his friends would pay their internet bills. <laughs> yeah, hey, donate super chats if you want to help me pay for somebody else's internet bill or compensate me. <laughs> God, it fucking pisses me off, man. It just I know it shouldn't, but it's just like Jesus Christ, really. The guy probably, he's old enough, he might have gray pubes. I haven't found out for sure. But by God, if you're at the age you have gray pubes, you should be paying your fucking bills. Amen. All right. What else we got here? Uh, Why isn't this scrolling? Is that it? I think we're at that bottom. Wait, we had a, was there a top chat? Wait a minute. I think you got to scroll to the top. There was some early in the very beginning. Yeah, I, I got it. But then I saw a note for there was a $5 donation and then it went away. And I'd hate to see if someone made a $5 super chat and I didn't answer their question. You see how much fucking money Molyneux getting on super chats? No, I haven't. Oh, my God. Atham was posting some screenshots. He's getting like $100 donations at a pop. It's insane. Oh, Rita Bradford. Here we go. I found him again. <clears throat> Rita writes, she is the mother of the Older Brother podcast. Hate to say it, I'm not religious, but Christianity but Christianity encouraged marriage. Almost everyone had a husband and a wife. Uh, I, th- I thought any culture ended up having husband and wife. It was kind of like gold naturally formed as a default currency across the globe, even though desperate people, not des- desperate, disparate people, people removed from one another, had never seen one another, so gold. It tells you something about nature about human that gold would have a uh, some inherent values that made it a, a currency. Uh, and marriage, husband and wife, that's kind of universal across all cultures. So I think it's, I would say, it's more well, genetic. It, it, not exactly, Aaron. What what they found out through genetic studies is that um, depending on the time period, uh, th- there was times when only twenty uh, percent of men reproduced. Kind of like uh, gorillas. Sort of like the the alpha male truly kills any of his offspring that isn't his. Well, didn't necessarily kill them, but would like you know, you know, he, the the top guy would have a harem, you know, like Genghis mm-hmm. Khan and uh, Attila the Hun had this. Um, so the other men wouldn't uh, get access to wouldn't get access to women. They'd have the because they were low status and women, you know, being hypergamous, they, they would. So sure. um, and like you said, women will share. You know, they will share a man if he's high status enough. They're sure. Do that, Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, groupies. Um, but well, we're, so we're back to normal, right? You're saying we're back to normal. Uh, yeah, depending on what's well. well the problem is <laughs> those societies don't 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 uh, function because you ultimately remove like the the, the 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 reason Genghis Khan's empire fell apart after he died. There was nothing holding it together, so he never left any sort of legacy. Um, you know what? What? Why it didn't hold together? There was no government programs to help out. All those single mothers he left behind in his way. <laughs> they were strong. They were independent. They were courageous, and they were brave. And we failed them. The Mongolian Empire failed those poor single Mongolian women. 
And I, you know, and you know, me too, hashtag whatever parentheses. There, I'm hip with the kids now. <laughs> uh, Atham Eldecky, all right. Steel, pineapple on your pizza, yes or no? Uh, not this time, no. I, I, I do have baked spinach in it, though. Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, bacon Maldito uh, for $5.56. Ah, see what he did there? You see what he did there? Five fifty six. I don't I'm, I'm get the fifty six. Caliber AR fifteen five fifty six round. Ah, ah, okay. All right. P.S. How far did John make it before mentioning his favorite Azakani brethren, asking for a Fred Cheers and stay off the black ice? How long did we make it? Most of the podcast, I say. Yeah, yeah. I think I, we did. I think I did pretty good. I think I did pretty good. Yeah, we did pretty good. Yeah. And then I think that might be it. Well, you got the uh, uh, new one now. Uh, what is it, Nick? Uh, Nick Schulander says, how is Operation Evil coming along slowly? Because it's been tax season. I finally sent my taxes off to Chad Elkins uh, at ElkinsCPA.com, by the way. And uh, we had changed corporate entities. Uh, he recommended switching to an S-Corp, so I did. And that was the transition year. So there was a little bit more complications. And it reminded me as to how stupid it is that we have an income tax when if we had a sales tax, we wouldn't have to ever fill out tax returns ever again. But you American sheep prefer to fill out tax re- uh, tax forms because you're stupid. Um, but I am going to be starting in on my next book that will not be part of Operation Evil. It'll be uh, an essay length, maybe a lengthier, maybe a 200-page book, if that, about the millennials. I'm going to leave the title Tippy Top Secret um, because I think it's going to be very beneficial to everybody um, because how can I put it? While this generation is here, they need to be reminded as to just what a joke of a generation they are. <laughs> and my my listening audience, I know you guys, you guys, you guys know the – you know that you guys are the exception to the rule. I don't have to hear these complaints. You paint with a pretty, pretty big brush. It's because I have a big dick, bitch. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, anyway, so I, you guys are not, this is obviously not you guys, but um, I am going to highlight and chronicle this wonderful generation. And I can already tell you the conclusion is that they are so financially fucked and psychologically fucked that they are incapable of ever deprogramming themselves out of the leftist Marxist self-centered brainwashing they have to reprogram themselves into productive members of society that they will die as they are. There's no salvation for them. There's no getting through to them because they're not capable of taking constructive criticism. They're not capable of admitting they're wrong. So they're going down this road forever. And um, the book will kind of, delve into that uh but then operation evil will go back uh <clears throat> kevin mccomber writes talk about who 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 owns the media <laughs> did i do that right is that yeah yeah that, okay. that's that, that, i think he, he he answered his own question with the parentheses <laughs> yes they Yes, they do. Disproportionately. Oh, what my God. Two percent well, of the population. Hey, hey, I'm going to stand up for my Jewish brethren. I can't help it that they work hard, save money, and invest. I can't help that. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't think it's conspiracy. It's kind of like, wow, did you know Asians make more money and they have higher uh, uh, 401k saving balances? It's like, yes, when you tend to, when you tend to uh, work hard and stuff, 
study hard subjects and dedicate yourself to work, you will tend to have more property and investments than than the average person. Yeah, and also they have a uh, strong tribal in-group preference. Oh, huge. Oh, absolutely huge. Yeah, nepotism abound. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um, I think that's it. All right. Well, it was a good stream. Thanks for thanks for having me on. It was no, okay. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, Mario thanks was a little low energy, but like I said, that long. No, day. that's all right. I I feel bad. I didn't know. I had to go to that YouTube Taco Tuesdays, uh, which is fun as hell. By the way, that's just a meetup group out in Vegas, and every every first Tuesday of the month, it's a bunch of YouTubers that get together. Oh, I gotta tell you this. Then then we'll go because uh, this is a good story. So we're just sitting there, and it's just a bunch of guys, and unfortunately, no women. Um, I don't know why. Uh, and so people, this guy walks in, there's five, five of us at the table. He says, oh, is this the YouTube meetup? We're like, yeah, yeah, come on in. And so, uh, you know, Steve introduces him and, and Mike introduces himself. And I say, oh, my name's Aaron. He's like, holy shit, you're Aaron Clary. And, and I was cool because like here I'm at this meetup. Nobody knows me from Jack. And also the guy comes in and he's like, oh, my God, you're Aaron Clary. <laughs> and I was like. Yeah, that's right, motherfuckers. Suck my dick. Yeah, look at me. I'm big time, big wig. I'm publicly noticed, which is like maybe the sixth time in 14 years of me being on the internet that's ever happened. And so um, and, yeah, people show up. So then we're talking, and the guy next to me, he says that he wrote a book. I said, what was it about? And he said, uh, what was the name of it? Um, How to Make Moonshine. Or a simple title like that. I'm like, how to make moonshine? I said, is there a cowgirl on the cover? It's got like brown font and a beige background. He's like, yeah. I'm like, I own your book. And so is these two oh, totally God. off. Yeah, it was really cool. So like one guy recognized me because he watched the show. And then I bought this other guy's book. And here we are all sitting at a at a Vegas taco shop for a YouTube meetup. Wow, that's kind of like the stars aligning, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. It was pretty cool. You know, it kind of reminded like, hey, yeah, there's actually kind of a profession. You know, we kind of run in the same circles. And um, I was really just kind of neat. Like, yeah, I bought your book. I got it. You know, I, I know exactly where it is. And and I, I should have said, yeah, when I looked at how hard it is to actually make your own booze, I decided not to do it because I don't have time. To <laughs> go down to the store and do that, frankly. That's what I'll do. All right. Well, <clears throat> thank you very much, John. Uh, everybody, if you would like to help out the podcast, go ahead and like the video. You can do that. You can also subscribe. That helps with marketing and advertising. It just it makes me bigger on the internet, bigger fish, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so do subscribe to the Older Brother channel and also subscribe to the Aaron Cleary channel. If you'd like to donate directly, you may. There are three ways you can do it, all of which can be found at olderbrother.com slash donate. Uh, the first one is Patreon, which may be going away. You never know. Um, uh, I have put some stuff behind a paywall uh, on my Patreon account. Uh, that is the article, Sanity is the Future of Wealth. I insist people pay for it because no one read it. And I'm like, well, fuck it. This is a 16-page treaty. Uh, it's brilliant, uh, but people can pay for it. Uh, but aside from that, you could go ahead and donate, in which case you get nothing. Uh, there's also a PayPal donation. Uh, they only take a 3% cut, whereas PayPal, uh, Patreon takes a 10% cut. Uh, so you could, there's a little PayPal link there at that website. You can go ahead, click on that, and donate money. One-time donation is certainly all right. Uh, and in exchange for that, you get nothing. Uh, but the way I like it, because you get something, and it doesn't cost you any extra, it doesn't cost me any extra, 
is you use my Amazon affiliate program. You go to olderbrother.com slash donate. You click on the Amazon banner. You just start doing your shopping, and I get a 7% cut of everything you buy. You don't have to sign up for it. People were confused. They're like, do I have to sign up for the Amazon? No. You just click on that link. And the reason you got to click on that link is because there's code in that, that link that tells Amazon, oh, it came from Aaron Clary. So you got to get into the habit of not buying on your phone, not going straight to Amazon. Uh, you go to olderbrother.com slash donate. You click on the link. And then they know it, whether you're logged into your Amazon account or not. Whatever you put into your shopping cart, I get a 7% cut. You don't pay anything extra. And I think that is the best way because you are going to buy it anyway. You're going to get exactly what you wanted at the exact same price. And instead of just warm fuzzies because you donated to my Patreon, that's fine. Uh, you get you actually get something in exchange for that. Working on getting some pinup girls for the Patreon account. So for those of you who do donate, there's a little bit of something there. Uh, but as you, John, did you know that hot girls are unreliable? Did you know that? Yes, I did. And I actually I was surprised at how unreliable they are, even when you're offering them money. My God, I paid one girl $30. It's like, well, how many you want? Like, let's start with two. All right. So I, I, I get like 30 bucks because I'm no dummy. I'm not going to blow a shit ton of money. And still waiting, still waiting. I'm like, okay, we'll see how this goes. But yeah, man, it's, uh, they're completely unreliable. They're incredibly unreliable. And so, um, yeah, unfortunately, I, I would like to offer you guys something. But, uh, you know, like in the 40s and the 50s, that kind of pinup style. You know, how hard how hard is it for girls to want to do that? You know, yeah, like in the, the 40s. The one in the, the, the book you sent me, uh, your, your collection of um... – your your collection of uh, best posts, uh, yeah, and you had that model. I don't know. I forget what her name was. You highly recommended her. She had her shit together. I can't remember what her name was. Wait, wait. There was an actual picture, not a, not a like a drawn pinup. Yeah, it was several pictures throughout it. You sent me. It was a collection of. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's called uh, Captain's Quarterly. I was going to do a yeah. quarterly update, like a magazine. Yeah, she's great. She's she's the only reliable model i've had the problem is i can't just keep throwing up the same model because guys want to see a little bit of different tna right. uh, but yeah if you guys want to see that this is a, a beautiful gal she pinned up uh like classic 50s housewife wife dress sexy red formal dress uh lingerie she did the whole thing it's it's very it's called captain's quarterly available paperback and kindle um yeah it was tragic i couldn't find you know how much money women could make if they just showed up on time and put on, you know, not not a sultry outfit, but just a pretty sexy. Do you know how much money they could make? Well, I mean, you're talking to Chad Elkins. He doesn't doesn't even have a bunch of clients that are cam girls. That's a good point. I mean, well, he was talking, one of, yeah, one of the shows we were on together. He was talking about all these chicks, and I, I don't know what. I guess we can't say it on on YouTube, but the. You know, I'm guessing they made. You should ask him. You know, uh, you know I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna text him right right after this because I still have fucking work to do because I never had internet all day today. Um, yeah, I should contact him. He he might have a a link or two. Yeah, that might be good. So we'll talk to Chad then. So he'll love a call at at what is it, twelve thirty a.m. Central Standard Time. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, listen. Thanks for being on the show, John. I appreciate it. Everybody, thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you guys on Friday for the Aaron Clary podcast. We'll see you guys then, and toodles.